0: Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire listeners, I am so sorry because I was supposed to have released an episode on Saturday and I did not. I was actually at an epic epic event with the Teach Better team. I know you probably realize that I was away at Teach Better 22. If you've seen anything on social media, it was blasted out by many, many folks that were in attendance. And really what this episode is going to be is just a recap of Teach Better 22. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring on other than the director of the conference, Katie Meglin.
1: Oh, man, you have really set the bar high for this podcast to start with that start. Yeah, I'm super excited to recap it with you.
0: Katie, you said the bar because that event was fantastic. Me and you were in the back during one of the keynotes, and I leaned over to you and I said, do you realize how amazing this event is and all of your work paying off? And it was just kind of this fun moment to kind of reflect and to look at such an amazing venue. Uh, The crowd was into it. The connections that were made, it was pretty fantastic. But I, I just want to get your take. Now that we've gone through the weekend and we are through... The craziness, which was like yeah. 72 hours. It felt like so much happened during that time. I just wanted to get your thoughts on what that event was for you.
1: Honestly, Josh, I'm so kind of like pinching myself that it even happened. I feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you were the same that we've been just kind of in planning mode for so long that it seems unreal that it has happened and that it was over. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I'll never forget that moment when you leaned over. And I think my response to you was it doesn't feel real because you imagined it for so long. And then to like be living it, it was, it met our expectations and exceeded them. And it was, it was just like the feelings you had, you can't anticipate, you know, I had been told how teach better events are. I had been told all the things, but to actually be in the moment and be around people and be experiencing that feeling that everyone had told me about, is honestly indescribable and it was it was really really powerful and i feel like sometimes i look at people's social media this week and i'm like kind of i have to like scroll because i kind of i'm like oh it's over you know (laughs) it was like a really great vacation that you didn't want to end and so it's been it's been fun to you know kind of live it through social media this week again
0: oh for sure yeah a lot Mm -hmm. of people have been posting it's been really fun to relive kind of the moment that we were in for those three days and you know for myself it was kind of a shift because in 2019, as my listeners know, I recorded quite a bit of material when I was there. I, I think I had like something like 20 some interviews. And mm-hmm. I also presented and it was really fun to, to be in that setting. And, you know, in 2019, it was a different venue. It was the first conference ever. And I feel like the team really learned from that event to then kind of make some modifications and changes to where it was mm-hmm. this year. And so, Katie, I really want to kind of break down what the conference was. For those who may not have had an opportunity to be in Akron, Ohio with us at Teach Better 22, you know, what were some of the things that, you know, stood out to you that were some memorable components to the conference?
1: So one of the things I think that makes this conference stand out is that we had the night networking events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was in Akron, Ohio, which we had, you know, heard like, I know, I don't know about you, Josh, but when I was getting ready to leave, I had friends and family that were like Akron, yeah. Akron, Ohio is where you're headed. And it is the venue itself was so cool. I mean, I will, I have no hesitation um, that that was the best choice, but the thing I liked about it is so often you've attended conferences and you kind of leave every afternoon, like, okay, well, what now? And I know if I've gone with other educators, it's let's go grab dinner, whatever, but we created the social piece with our network. And so you could go to grab dinner, grab a drink, and you were with the people you had been with all day and kind of digest what you had heard all day. It wasn't like the conference was in isolation, which is what I think made us feel different. You know, Thursday night walking in and the conference hadn't started and walking into that bar and seeing it packed with like our family yeah. was so cool. And then to see everybody come back the next day and continue it, you know, every single night, I think those were the, where the real like memories were made because they weren't what you expected. You know, you expected to get some really good PD during the day, but those conversations informally is where like the, the things that were unexpected happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you were there, we, you know, had dinner several nights together <laughs> and just kind of, I think at one point we were both so tired, but looked around and like, this is so fun. This yeah. is so cool.
0: Well, and so, you feed off that energy too. I, yes. I mean, just the planning piece, you know, folks probably don't realize just what goes into a conference when planning mm-hmm. and trying to get prepared for the next day. And so, yeah, we had late nights, early mornings, but, you know, being in that setting with all of these amazing folks, that energy just lifted you up where it didn't matter if you had like four hours of sleep the night before, <laughs> literally, <Which> we, did. <laughs> we, we still wanted to capture those conversations those moments Mm -hmm. with other people and even getting the plane leaving i was still energized from the momentum of just everything experiencing um, just these fantastic educators and i sometimes i had to pinch myself to realize that i was in the same space with them because there were so many people who i've connected with online but i've never met in person and Mm -hmm. it was so cool to to be there with them and and to learn from them so katie the other piece to it because i agree the the conference is very different with the hangouts afterwards Yes, I know you've been to plenty of conferences where they're pretty large. You go in, Mm -hmm. you may not meet a soul (laughs) in any of the days that you're there and leave with information but not the connection. And I think that's where Teach Better is amplified in that. I would also say that we do a really good job with our communities. So Mm -hmm. I had a chance to facilitate some um, pieces with some of the communities that I lead, but we just talk about ways that Teach Better you know, has these small groups that mm-hmm. we're able to meet and hang out during the conference.
1: Yeah, so we within our Teach Better Network have these communities, um, and they do a variety of things. For example, we have admin mastermind; they meet every Tuesday morning. Our ambassadors kind of run a lot of things in a lot of different areas, but they've got their own group. Um, we've got an entrepreneur mastermind that meets. We've got our podcast network, our speakers network. We've got all these different like groups that work within our community and we were able to provide them some time to just connect in person because while we are a smaller conference in nature it still is a you know it's a big space so when you're trying to find the people within your your little group it can maybe be difficult and so we gave them just some time and some space to podcasters could get together and kind of collaborate and talk and just if nothing else just meet And that I think was really special because it is easy to say, bring your group to this conference and here's the big, you know, open space and connect and find each other. But the fact that we were able to give them kind of this 30 minute section to just kind of connect was, I think, really like unique in a
0: way. Oh, for sure. So I had Mm -hmm. a chance to be with the admin mastermind group because I thankfully get to facilitate that conversation every tuesday morning so for those who are listening if you want to connect with some amazing leaders make sure that you join us tuesday morning and then also the podcast row so we had 14 Mm -hmm. different podcasts represented even though not all of them were on podcast row they were still presenting or um, in attendance which was super cool to to meet them they're fantastic folks so if you go to the teach better podcast network Make sure you find those shows. There's a lot of extra bonus material out there from just those guests that were at the conference being interviewed. You know, in 2019, it was three of us sitting in a cold corner (laughs) trying to get some episodes produced. And then this time around, like the venue was just so beautiful. We had this amazing STEM space um, where we configure it to hold all of the podcasters and they all, you know, had a really good time and it was fantastic. And I will say, Katie, I was you know, in the Admin Mastermind Connection hangout, and I was just kind of sitting there longing for uh, Katie Minglin to walk through the door, and that did not happen.
1: It did not, Josh. It did not, and I'm going to be honest. I was dealing with lunch, and <laughs> anyone who knows- Oh, wait. No,
0: we don't need to go down that road. I'm sorry.
1: We don't. There was a little issue, but that's okay. It was fine. It was resolved, but- Yes, I did not make it upstairs. Honestly, it was a case of I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, those are over. I'm never gonna make it upstairs. (laughs) Well because Josh, as you know, it was a very large venue with lots of stairs. And so you had to be mentally committed. Like if I'm going upstairs, I'm going up those stairs. So that in itself was a feat.
0: (laughs) We got our workout for sure. I think we got like five miles a day of stairs.
1: Of just stairs, yes. yeah. Yes, I did appreciate though, I felt like by day two, and this was like a, just a funny, unique thing. I felt like by the second day, anyone who was on stairs and came out of a stairwell, like everyone around knew, don't talk to that person for like five (laughs) more steps because they're out of breath. Like there were many people I walked up with and it was like, you got to the top and the conversation paused because it was like, okay, we're good. And then the conversation picked up and it was like, oh, people get me. Thank you for allowing me to take my breaths. (laughs)
0: Yes, I was very much in the same space of getting my workout and then trying to not have a conversation while I was walking. So
1: yes, yes, it was just so silly, but it became a thing. It became
0: a thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a general understanding.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com/podcast. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: Katie, I want to talk about some of our speakers, because I don't know about you, but I can think of one, <laughs> probably two, actually, where I've heard the most from guests, from other s- presenters that said, these are some of the greatest keynotes that I've seen. I was thinking mm-hmm. specifically, and please correct me if you think it's different, is uh, Mickey Smith Jr. And, and Dave Schmidto were the two I was thinking of.
1: Absolutely. Without question, I feel like I've seen green dots and saxophone. <laughs> literally all over my social media yes yes but they they both provided opportunities for reflection and i think that is what made them stand out and made it more powerful is they they pushed back on your thinking in a, a way that gave you space to kind of reflect and think how can i be better and it wasn't a directive it wasn't like these are the things you need to do in order to be a better educator it was how are you going to be a better educator? What do you need in your life to continue to move forward? You know, Mickey's kind of question was, what is your sound? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was an opportunity for you to kind of pause and think and be intentional. And I think that is what made them stand out in comparison to maybe other keynotes we've heard elsewhere.
0: Yeah. We are so fortunate to have Dave Schmino, a part of the Teach Better team. He's fantastic. And just to spend the weekend with him and driving the car and just hang out with him was phenomenal. But then also Mickey Smith Jr. is on our speaking network and wow, what in a performance. I mean, Just playing the sax alone, but then his Mm -hmm. storytelling, too, on how he was just able to tell the story at the beginning, but then find a way to bring it back at the end. You're like, it all makes sense. It was this beautiful Mm -hmm. puzzle that um, made you reflect, like you said. And I thought both did a fantastic job. And obviously, they did because social media was absolutely blowing up. Um, after each one of their uh, keynote Mm -hmm. speeches as far as the presenters i'm curious with you kitty because you know you had the behind the scenes you were running around as we've already talked about you know making sure technology worked and and the presenters were in the right space but you know i was wondering if you were taken aback by any of our presenters maybe someone that you hadn't met but you were connected with on social media and and who that might be
1: it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one person i'm going to be honest um because you know, you see these people on social media, you know, they have a big following, you know, that they're phenomenal people, educators, they're experts in their craft. But then to talk to them, you would never know any of that. And that is what I just kept thinking when I got home was, you know, talking to Tom Shimmer, talking to Neil Gupta, and we're having normal conversations about just normal things. You know, yes, we're talking education, but to like, talk about kids and talk about, you know, our lives. And everyone was just so humble. You never, I didn't interact and maybe I correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't interact with anyone that like clearly knew they were a big deal. You know, every person was like just so humble. And so sitting in their sessions, I didn't feel like I, there was a barrier. I wasn't an attendee and they were the presenter. It felt like we were having an open conversation. They were being real. They were sharing their experience. They were sharing their expertise. And it just made it so much more obtainable to hear them. And their, like, they didn't feel so disconnected, I guess is really kind of the point. Yeah. And it wasn't like, that's what they do. It was, we're in this together and we're going to experience this together and grow together. Yeah. And so every session I sat in, whether it was for five minutes or whether it was for 30, I felt like that feeling was present all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I got a chance to present also and, yep. and I'm looking around and like, Dave Schmid was there and Kevin Butler and <laughs> Kristen non. And I'm like, it's a little intimidating of folks. It's not just your no- normal crowd mm-hmm. that you're presenting to. So um, that was pretty fun. And then of course, like you said, and not to bring up some wounds, but you know, with the delay of lunch, I look over and Mickey Smith Jr. is like helping out, grabbing food and putting on the table. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're our keynote speaker. We got this. Right. But it was just everybody was there and they're pitching in and helping out. And that was the the feel and the culture that was within that event. And it was pretty special.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a, we're, we're a family. We're in this together. Kristen, as you mentioned, I crack up because every time I went outside to look for our caterer, she was out there just getting <laughs> some sunshine and she she we laughed because i was like hey did you know if i stand outside the caterer will come faster and she's like you get it girl you stand out here but she was like that calming presence of like it'll be okay we're all good you know and there were so many people that just were made it like a family feel i said it was like a family reunion yeah. but not where you have family members who are there that you're like i could do without you it was like a true family reunion where we wanted to be together we wanted to see each other And kind of sad that we were, you know, on on Sunday, it was like kind of this bittersweet feeling of, like, we're all disconnecting.
0: So I will say, Katie, I was a little starstruck because when I was presenting, the Matt Miglin was in my session.
1: (laughs) He was Matt (laughs) Miglin, My wonderful husband made an appearance this weekend. He came as a volunteer and became a errand runner, a coffee getter. I don't know, tech support. He did all the things. And it was funny. He is not an educator. He is in the financial world, but really just loves Teach Better. And so he looked at the schedule and and he saw someone that he was excited about. He went as like a cheerleader, which was funny. There were a few other people that were like, yeah, your husband was in my session and that's cool. And I was like, he's just super excited to be here. So yeah, I was very grateful he was there. He was like a good, like centering me, focusing me, you know, but also like, hey, we really need coffee. Can you go run and get us some? And he just is it was great to have him there and for him to get to know all the people that I know virtually. You right. know, I talk about our whole family so often. And so it was nice that he, to kind of
0: bridge that together. He was the unsung hero for sure. And me and him, yeah. we, we had a, a thing every day. We would check our steps to see who beat each other. So um, <sighs> thankfully I won once at least because I ran because I'm insane. Right. You Please, are. Let me break this down for everyone. So... <laughs> We're already struggling with sleep. And Mm -hmm. we have this idea that, hey, we're going to get a group together and run before the second day of the conference. So Chad Ostrowski, our our fearless leader, Mm -hmm. is very excited about this. And so all weekend we're like, are we doing this? Are we doing this? And he's like, yes, we are. Even though many people said this is a bad, bad idea. Mm -hmm. I think, Katie, you were one of them. So
1: Mm -hmm. the run
0: was at 5 a.m., that means we had to drive and be at the venue where we we're going to start the run at 5 a.m. So we mm-hmm. got up super early, got over there, and of course we ran. I think we ran four miles before the day began and got back in time to you know be at the conference. But that was the only reason I beat your husband the one day was because I was insane waking up at the butt crack of dawn to run with you know, a fantastic group of educators. So although I was kicking myself in the morning after the run, I felt very good and and accomplished. And then it felt even better once I compared my steps with Mr. Matt Miglin.
1: Yes, because Mr. Matt Miglin was sleeping while you were being insane, (laughs) running the streets of Akron. Yes, I believe even the night before, as you were leaving the networking, I said, so you're still gonna do that thing in the morning? And you said, yeah, yeah, we are. And I thought, good
0: luck with that. Yep. It, it happened once again. I was waiting for you, Katie, and you were nowhere to be seen.
1: Here's what's funny: is there was a point when I was packing where I really thought I was gonna go. Maybe not to run, but I was like, I could go and be a cheerleader and be like, "Yeah, you guys did it." <laughs> and then when I started piecing together what that actually meant for time and sleep, I thought, "No, no, they're just insane, and we I are. can't, I can't do that."
0: So Chad, myself, and Dave, we are mm-hmm. very much insane, but we got a good run in and uh, a good bonding experience
1: well good I'm glad I'm also glad that I stayed in bed and slept for the extra half hour
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Katie Mm -hmm. for those who are looking to connect because I know not everyone got a chance to go to teach better 22. so hopefully there will be 2023 for us to get back together we'll see but in the meantime I know a lot of folks have been messaging like texting um reaching out saying okay i saw what was going on in teach better 22 and i want to be a part of that community or um, just a part of the family so what are some ways they can connect with the team
1: so biggest way to connect i would say all of our social media platforms for a teach better team so instagram twitter twitch you know all the things mm-hmm. um so you can connect with us through that we are live on sunday nights and wednesday mornings if you want to catch some live footage but also we are all over, you know, we're we have an, an academy, we have a website, we've got lots of kind of digital support. So if that's something you're kind of wanting to know more about us, but maybe don't want to commit to following us on social media, we've got an entire website with lots of great resources, blogs, podcasts, all the things. So you can always go to teachbetter.com and check things out. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're like very active in the virtual space, so we encourage you to kind of reach out to us and- and see what's going on, especially the hashtag teachbetter22 is still very active. Very. So if you are wondering what happened this weekend or what we're even talking about, feel free to check that out as
0: well. Yeah, that's a good catalog of information on what happened at the conference. And then do I dare ask about the 12-hour live coming
1: up? Okay. So we I don't think I can give a lot of spoilers yet, but there is one being worked on and it is in February. So stay awesome. tuned for more information. All right.
0: Very cool. Katie, yeah. I know you have been on the podcast. If anyone is listening to this and hasn't listened to Katie Meglin's interview, make sure you go back and do that because she provided a lot of wonderful insight for leaders. But Katie, how can they connect with you on social media if they have not done that yet?
1: So you can find me on Twitter at Mrs. K Migs, um, M-I-G-S is the last part of that. Um, otherwise, I am on Instagram and it's mostly just the antics of my family with a little bit of Teach Better sprinkled in, but uh, that is K underscore Miglin. So you can connect with me either way or I'm Katie at teachbetter.com if you just want to put some love in my inbox.
0: Awesome. Katie, I appreciate you so much, and thank you for joining me to recap such a special event. And it was so great to see you over the weekend in person, not just on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. can't wait for the team to get back together again, and hopefully for Teach Better Twenty Three. But um, I do appreciate your time and on being on the Aspire to Lead podcast to recap Teach Better Twenty Two.
1: Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure.